Hello, my name is Erica Shea, and you are tuned into Slay, where each week you and I turn our attention inward and reflect on ideas intended to help move you into a state of inspiration and empower you to take decisive, proactive action toward achieving your goals and reaching your highest potential. Today, we are talking about self-examination, which is a slightly more rigorous form of self-reflection intended to support you on days when you find yourself just in an unexplainable funk. If you want a tool that can help you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and your place in the world, a process that can lead to greater self-awareness, resilience, and purpose, then this episode is for you. Let's get into it. Have you ever found yourself in a funk for no seemingly good reason? Maybe you just woke up and lacked your typical motivation, or maybe you were moving through the day when it hit you that you just felt drained by the day's events that you ordinarily love or you don't necessarily mind too much. If you have, you are not alone. I honestly found myself going through this this past week, which is actually what prompted me to want to make this specific episode. Not every day is going to be or feel like a good day to us, right? Like we know this, no matter how on top of our thinking we are, it's something that we understand. Life is continuously happening around us, regardless of what we've got going on. And despite our ability to influence our environments and circumstances with our mindset, energy, and actions, they still have the subtle ability to influence us our environment and circumstances do, especially when we're not actively shielding ourselves from potential external impressions that are placed upon us, which happens when we find ourselves just in a routine of operating through our day-to-day and where unbeknownst to us, our subconscious mind has kicked in to get tasks done for us and what was originally conscious thought and behavior is now a habit. You may find that you're feeling a little lackluster, like something is missing when this happens. I know I did. You see, my girls have been out of school for summer break for going on four weeks now, and they are no longer in childcare, meaning my days have gotten just exponentially longer. The days have also become much more structured with meals, snack breaks, scheduled walks, activities, all of these things. And they're things that are announced and repeated throughout the day because my babies are eight and almost six. They require constant reminders and it doesn't matter how many times you say something, they still got to ask you over and over and over. Okay. So there's also a lot of fighting and bickering between those two. And I cannot help but get dragged into it, which causes me to kind of tune out honestly, so that I can stay in execution mode with a little less suffering, which may sound bad, but it is what it is. The reason that I bring this up is because I adopted a behavior over these last four weeks from that. And it has caught up to me and it has contributed to this nagging, low vibrating feeling that I wasn't able to pinpoint until I examined my patterns and self-talk, until I did this process. I felt as though I needed to understand where the disconnect was for me. So I started taking a personal inventory and I started with Austin, my relationship, which I just felt like was beautiful. Like I had no complaints. There was no tension. There was nothing there. So I moved on to my physical health, which I felt like, no, I mean, I could I do better with nutrition. Yeah. All these things. But at the same time, I felt like I I didn't feel, I was working out more. So I was making it a point to wake up earlier in the morning and take classes just to jumpstart my day and power it. Since I knew it was going to be dominated by time with the girls, I wanted to make sure that that time for myself was in. So I've been waking up earlier. So physical health was not the issue. Moved on to work from there. And immediately when I got to this bucket, I realized that there was tension in my body. 
And then in realizing that, one of the voices in my head started to go in about how I haven't been able to give the same level of effort and attention to what I'm developing. And I picked up on a little bit of resentment, which led me back to thinking about my girls. It got me thinking about how my relationship with them over the last few weeks has transformed. I started thinking about how tired I have felt and how it's always something, right? And it created this thought loop, which opened up more selfishly, but I have to tell you, creating these episodes and constantly vocalizing what I know to be true about mindset, manifestation, and creating change has helped me tremendously because it enabled me to be more aware in that moment, at that moment, in the behavior that I was engaging in. It prompted me to zoom out, pause, and just center my attention on what I wanted rather than every detail of what I didn't want. It enabled me to reconnect to what I value, which if you have been following along, you know, it's just peace of mind, peace of spirit. It was just this real honest check myself moment that was both humbling and rewarding. So I say all that to say, anytime you feel that you are in a rut or stuck, it is prime time to just take stock and do some rigorous analysis on what has shifted in and about you because even the best of us, we slip. Remember, what you focus on is what expands. What you think is what you create. So rather than focus on the problems of your situation, which will only bring more problems into your awareness, and into your orbit, acknowledge the result, which is the current emotional state and center your mind on the desired outcome. So for example, that was me when I had to catch myself, when I was going through that thought loop that had initially opened up negatively, I felt myself with each thought feeling more just fatigued and I felt myself just kind of contracting and my shoulders slumping and it just it it was literally depressing me. And so I I had to snap out of it. It's like, okay, my my end goal is I want to feel peace. I I don't want to feel this. And so that is what I mean by focus on the result, which is that current emotional state that you're in and then center your mind on the desired outcome. Keep an open mind that what was once working well, it may no longer be working, which is why you may be feeling the way that you do. And another reason why you may adopt a habit that contributes to you feeling the way you do that you may not even identify until you go through the process of self-examination, which in my case was the disassociating a little bit in order to minimize the noise and just the extra chaos that came with the summer. Something that could easily make some parents feel guilty about, but it isn't a thought that I personally find productive. I like to think about it more constructively in the sense that we oftentimes pick up bad habits. Usually all the time we pick up these habits in an effort to feel better or protect ourselves. So even if it's not the best habit, it's usually picked up in an effort to make us feel better or protect ourselves. And so with that in mind, it's usually well intended. It just isn't the best option available. So in this case, that wasn't the best option available available to me as it led me to feeling just sad and for seemingly no good reason. So seemingly emphasis on that word because there was a reason. It just seemed like it was for no reason. There was a reason 
There always is. We are not broken. We just have to make sure that all of our processes for operation are clear so that even unconscious, subconscious decisions can work for us instead of against us, which just comes with time, patience, and continuous programming by way of effort. Self-examination is about identifying root causes of feelings and helping us develop coping strategies to manage them. It can help us identify our values and goals and can lead to a greater sense of direction and purpose, which is especially helpful when feeling stuck or unfulfilled. So all that said, what are some things that you can do to leverage this tool? Right off the bat, I would recommend grabbing your journal to start writing. Begin with identifying areas of your life that you would like to examine, like your relationships, work, personal values, things like that. Once you've identified areas for examination, begin to ask yourself questions about these areas. So for example, you might ask yourself, what are my biggest fears or insecurities in this area? Or how can I overcome these insecurities that you've already identified in this area? Be honest with yourself during this process and know that it may involve confronting uncomfortable truths or acknowledging areas where you need to grow or change. It's oftentimes helpful to reflect on past experiences and just how they have shaped the beliefs that you currently hold, which can help you gain just a deeper understanding of yourself and your motivations. But remember, during that self-reflection on true past experiences, that process, be um, constructive. Make sure that you're actually pulling a lesson out and don't spend too much time there. You have a, a bigger objective than that. So keep that in mind. From there, just develop an action plan, which might involve setting a goal, developing a new habit or behavior, or seeking out support from others. For me, I decided I was going to make some super cute checklists using Canva for each girl using an image that each one of them provided me separately. I sat down and went over some things separately with each girl that I felt were important for them to accomplish each day. And since they're different ages, this was definitely separate because they have different items on their tasks. And I asked them what they felt was important to accomplish. We discussed the whys on both sides and then narrowed the list down to 12 tasks to be completed daily that they can pull up and mark up whenever they want on their iPads, which they love. So I was able to do something that really helped me, but also incorporate something that they already love and use all of the time. Like they're attached to those things at the hip. And these are things that benefit them as well. So it was a small way for me to maintain order without feeling like just such an obnoxious micromanager and also increase my bandwidth so that I wasn't so quick to go into execution mode and be super short. And I could instead have more battery power to be the warm, attentive mom who I value being. Whether I have resolved the issue is to be determined, okay? But the act of identifying where there was room for improvement has already changed the flow of my energy, okay? It's flowing now in a more positive direction because it's now hopeful and optimistic versus just stagnant and trending negatively, which is exactly what I hope for you when you find yourself just in a similar position, Maybe I will have to continue to experiment, but at least now I have a sense of direction on where I should focus my energy and attention versus feeling stuck and down, which, you know, over enough time, if you maintain a certain attitude, it becomes your temperament. That becomes a part of just 
your personality. And after two weeks, you know, being in this certain low funk, it can lead to depression. And if we know this, be, be proactive, right? Like we have full control over our lives. We just need to exercise that control. So if and when you find yourself here, remember to examine your ways and see if the process doesn't lead to greater insight and growth. Let good old Socrates tell it, the unexamined life is not worth living. If you enjoyed this episode and know someone who could benefit from today's message or any of the content that we discussed, be sure to share it with them. As always, I thank you for tuning in. Until next time, continue to show up for yourself in a major way.